In today's section 312, we got a jam-packed show. We are back better than ever. We got Sox and Cubs talk, Bears and Bulls talk, a brand new Mets moment, a Steelers list, and the starting five food chains for your Thanksgiving feast. Any food chains that you would want to have on your dinner table, you have menus all around, you can get anything from any of the food chains. But before we get into that, we are brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. Go check them out. If you like sports betting, they do prop bets during in-game. They do over-under values, money lines. When you download and sign up, enter our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of up to $20. You you deposit $20, enter our code SEC312. You'll get another $20. That's $40 to bet with. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't get addicted to gambling, but if you want to, you know, bet a dollar or two here or there, they do prop bets, they use top-tier athletes. Go check them out in the App Store or their website, thrivefantasy.com. All right, boys, uh, we're going to just start in the MLB today. Uh, Cubs, let's just start with the Cubs. Breaking news, Theo Epstein resigns. Steps down from his role, Judd Hoyer uh, takes position as the president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs. I personally think it was a very admirable move by Theo Epstein. I listened to the uh, press conference a little bit, and he sat down and basically said, you know, COVID really impacted all of America, all the sports franchises, and they were going to have to do a bunch of layoffs or come up with an idea to basically generate revenue. So he basically... Uh, forload his salary and step down so that way it opened up money for the Cubs so that way they could pay some of these employees and they didn't have to let a bunch of people go. I also think it was time. I think uh, Theo knew it was time for him to go. He, I, I thank him. I think all Chicago thanks him. He did what he set out to do. He brought a championship to Chicago, but now our farm system is screwed. Right. He made a lot of bad trades, a lot of bad signings, and people started to resent him for that. But he did, you know, achieve his ultimate goal. We won a championship. We're grateful. Thank you, Theo, for your time. But now it's time to move on. I do think that Jed Hoyer, though, is perfect for the job, right? He knows every, he's worked with Theo for a long time. He knows what to do. It, it's going to be interesting to see how he pulls off some of these moves now, moving on as the president of baseball operations. Now, for you being our resident Cubs fan on this show, what do you think that they should just blow this team up then? Should they trade Rizzo? Should they trade Bryant, trade Bias, trade whoever they can and just restock up? Well, I think it's already been blown up, right? Because you have two starting pitchers on the active roster right now. Because Quintana's gone, Lester's gone, and your fifth starter was Tyler Chatwood. And, you know, we all know how that turns out. Or Alec Mills. What about Alec Mills? A- Alec Mills was shaky last year. He had the good no-hitter. You know, they call him the young Greg Maddox. He's got some filthy stuff, but he, he's he got he's got to keep working. He's not there yet. He's not. I can't rely on him to be a number three starter in a rotation right now. I just can't, you know. I've heard names. The big rumor right now is that they're going to go out and they're going to bring Chris Archer back. I don't know how well that's going to work out. Um, I would like them to go out and try and acquire Blake Snell. I think that would be a very good move for them. Uh, but I do think Chris Bryant needs to be traded. I don't, ever since he got hit in the head, I don't think, you know, he's been as good. Um, Javi Baez... 
I think if you could trade him now and get some pieces for him or some farm system stuff for him, I would do that because I don't think he's ever going to stop chasing that outside uh, curveball or outside fastball that he always goes golfing at. Um, I would extend Rizzo. I would extend Contreras. I would ride out Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward, I would ride him out um, until that contract is up. And then after that, I wouldn't re-sign Jay Hay. And I would see what you could get for Ian Happ right now. You know, the market for Ian Happ is very high after that stellar season last year. If you could trade him and go out and get a couple bullpen arms or go out and get a starting pitcher for him, I would do it. I would pull the trigger on that. But Jed Hoyer, it's going to be nice to see what he does. Uh, It's also going to be nice to see who he hires to become his vice president underneath him. Um, I, I don't blame David Ross for this season at all. I blame him mostly on the players. Like I said it for a while, I do think that the Cubs are a team that thrive on fan atmosphere in the ballpark in order to become successful. Uh, I don't think that they can just go out and play baseball with nobody there. But it's going to be interesting offseason. It's going to be a real interesting offseason. There's a lot of big names out there that uh, could be on the move and people could go out and acquire. But that's that's where I stand on the Cubs. I don't know about you know Vance or you, but... The whole uh, Theo Epstein stepping down, it didn't come as a shocker to me. No, and even that was something I would, I would talk to my roommate about. My roommate's involved in in baseball, obviously, like him being in the scouting department and whatnot. Well, something we talked about was Theo Epstein possibly taking over for like a, for a team like the Mets or a team like a, you know a, a team that's in sort of a rebuild, but like is really close to being there. Seeing if he can turn around another franchise, he did it with the Red Sox. He did it with the Cubs. Which franchise can he turn into a winner next? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Um, but that's that's all I got on the Cubs for right now. Like I said, the Chris Archer rumors and the uh, Blake Snell rumors. But if we go just a little south to the south side, we got a lot of White Sox stuff here. Um, What's up with the, with your boy Tony uh, Larusa? You guys are hiring a drunk over there. <laughs> That's funny. Point oh eight, baby. Point oh eight. Yeah. Jersey number. Yeah, I don't know. There there needs there needs to be some more. Like uh, that whole situation just looks horrible because they're like, oh, we knew about it before we hired him. Like, why would you even say that? <laughs> like, I feel like. Well, I, like, from a PR standpoint, I guess you have to be like, oh, yeah, we were aware of it. But it just sounds so much worse when they're like, oh, yeah, that DUI thing, we already knew about that. And we still hired him anyway. And then and then the story comes out that La Russa tried to get out of his DUI by showing them, like, a World Series ring. And it's like, ooh. I'm legit. I'm oh, a Hall okay. of Famer, yeah. brother. Yeah. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. Yeah. It's like, say? okay. That <laughs> – I'm not hating on him hard, though. I'm not hating on him hard. I I don't know. It sucks. It's not a good look. But at the same time, he's probably one of the three best managers ever. So I'm not going to hate too hard. It is just a mistake, though. Uh, And this also is not the first time it happened. It happened in St. Louis, too. Uh, But it... In 07, yeah, when he was coaching. Yeah, yeah, in 2007, DOI and DOI now. But to be fair... uh, Dude didn't even start his job yet, so uh, you can do whatever you want in the off season, right? Well, but, yeah. The fact that they basically said they were okay with it—I mean, you hire him after knowing that he's not going anywhere, at least this year, because 
you know, you'd probably get a suit or something. You know, you can't just fire the guy if you knew. So it's right. just stupid. You but, know, it's dumb. But yeah, here's but. my problem, right? AJ Hinch was literally waiting for the White Sox job. Like the Tigers offered him a position way before uh, the season even ended, and he yeah, turned them down. Guy, we don't want we don't want AJ Hinch. I wasn't on AJ Hinch train either. I'll was. take the I'll take the drunk over the cheaters any day. I don't want AJ hey, Hinch. Hey, hey, I love it. Take uh, the drunk. I'll take the drunk. He's not even drunk, man. It was just that one time, two <laughs> times. Too too many red wines or white wines. <laughs> hell he told his ass. <laughs> Drinking that, card, drinking that cardinal wine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole Tony La Russa thing, we're going to see how it plays out, you know. I, I I personally didn't like the signing, but we'll see how it goes with the upcoming season. Um, I don't know when they're scheduled to play. We don't even know how the spring training is going to look, but I'm hoping there's a spring training. I would love to go out to Arizona, stop in Scottsdale, see the White Sox, see the Dodgers, stop in Mesa, see the Cubs. But we'll see. They're anticipating spring training because teams are already starting to invite players to spring training. Well, like some of the some of the like low level players that are like trying to fight for forty man spots, right? Well, I haven't heard anything, so that's news to me. I, I would it would be awesome to have a spring training this year. Like I said, it's always a good time out there in spring training and interacting with the fans and talking to some of the players and the staff. Uh, but let's before we get away from the MLB, Hall of Fame ballot, right? I, I looked at a lot of the names that are on there. Mark Burley, 2021, baby. I, I think Mark Burley does deserve to get in. Okay, perfect Absolutely. game. He, he is on my list. If you could choose, here, we're, gonna go th- we're each going to go through. If you could choose two players to get your automatic bid in, who would they be? Starting, we'll go Jeremy, Vance, me, and then Matt. Okay? You get two players that automatically get in. Who are you going to give it to? Latroy Hawkins and Nick Swisher. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's see here. I mean, I'm biased, but like, I honestly think... Not first ballot Hall of Fame, but I do think Mark Burley should be a Hall of Famer. And out of everybody else on this list, I mean, it's kind of a it's a it's a list of a lot of like really good players. I don't really know if they're Hall of Famers. I would say Manny Ramirez, but there's way too many there's too many question marks there of like how many times did he take performance enhancing drugs? Um, so for me, probably just Mark Burley. I think that'd be my only vote. Really? Yeah, I mean, the rest of these guys, I mean, if, if Paul Canerco doesn't get in, then Todd Helton shouldn't get in. I don't think Scott Rowland should get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, just because he was a good defender for 20 years, I mean, there's all that stupid stuff about, well, he has an 80 war and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's all that stupid shit. I'm like, I don't know. Like, And all these other guys. I mean, Roger Clemens was a doper. Barry Bonds is a doper. He shouldn't get in. Jeff Kent's a doper. Andy Pettit's a doper. Manny Ramirez, probably a doper. And then, like, what, Billy Wagner? I mean, uh, how many closers get into the Hall of Fame anyway? Sammy Sosa's an alleged doper. Kurt Schilling's an asshole. Like, Gary Sheffield, uh, like... Omar Vizquel, maybe, but I feel like he's in the same boat as Scott Rowland. Like, he was a really good defender, but... And Andrew Jones and Torrey Hunter? Uh, I mean, uh, I, Paul think Jones, I would take Andrew Jones. 
But like, what, he doesn't have any numbers to back up. Like, he didn't hit. Okay. Did he hit five hundred. Like, you get two people, so you're going I through I said everybody. I get one. I said I'm picking okay. Mark okay. Burley. Okay. 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 Vance, you got your two. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm taking Andrew Jones. Okay, you're taking Burley like and Jones. Him. Yeah, I want to have my exact numbers right before I say all this stuff. Okay, well then I am uh, going to. He's at four thirty four, which is pretty dangerously close to five hundred. For a guy who played a damn good center field for a long time, you know, I, I just I think he's of all these other guys, he's kind of there, you know, or at least the closest to it. You know what I mean? Like, who is the closest to it? I would take him. Where there's no doping, there's no kind of those things you talked about. Sneed is what I'm saying. I mean, I like Manny Ramirez, but like you said, there's a lot of question marks of what he was doing and not doing, and I just don't think he'll make it for that reason. Okay, I'm going to take Mark Burley as I got well. Burley too, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take I'm Mark Burley as well. And I'm going to take a guy that you guys haven't mentioned. I'm going to take Barry Zito. I think Barry Zito is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm going to sneeze. That's awesome. Why? Because out of all the people left that you mentioned on that list, Barry Zito never did PEDs, never did steroids. He was always a solid starter in the league. He had good numbers to back it up. And he played the game the right way. When you go- when you Google Barry Zito, it comes up American musician. <laughs> Ouch. You're Matt? voting for the American mu- musician to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Correct, Matt. Who are, who are you two? <laughs> um, not trying to be biased or anything, but I go with Scott Rowland. Oh fuck off! Because of the good defense <laughs> and. Fuck. <laughs> and going and visiting the World Series stage, okay. And you also have uh, wait, did he win in two thousand six? I don't remember. I've slept. Yeah, since I don't then. know, man. But you got Scott Rowland, and then I mean, you kind of have to go with Roger Clemens, right? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> side note. Side note, Quentin. So Barry Zito, the guy you're giving your Hall of Fame vote to, career earned run average of 4.04, only only 1,800 strikeouts, and a 165 to 143 win loss record. Yeah, but oh, yeah, he, what's your win loss record, Sneed? Yeah, it's but not, but he also played until he was like 44 years old. He played 15 seasons. He's only 42 now. He did win an AL Cy Young award. Big deal. Uh-huh. Just so, saying. I'm just saying. I'm putting. impressed. And the fact that Google mentions him as an American musician before they mention him as a baseball player. <laughs> so the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's about all the baseball talk we got time for. But we do have. All that t- being said, I do like Scott. Scott Rowland will probably get in. He's gotten close. Scott Rowland, Matt. It is time for your Matt's moment. It's probably going to be something St. Louis, but we're here for it. It's Matt's moment. Um, I, I gave zero thought to my moment, but uh, I'll, t- I'll just tell you what I'm doing right now. Uh, uh, talking to you guys, and I am also watching uh, Collegiate Rocket, Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah, College Rocket League. That's what I'm watching right now. And uh, last week, Missouri State University was featured, and uh, we have another tournament this week. Uh, Villanova and UCF are being featured currently. So, uh, 
it's lit, you guys. You should watch Rocket League some more. He said it's lit. Absolutely not. <laughs> you were watching freaking pogoing, so you can shut the fuck up about that. That's because <laughs> I'm not supposed to play video games when we're doing this show anymore. So well, guess what? Pogoing. Man? pogoing oh yeah, Vance. Vance, you missed that. Uh, the other night when the election stuff was on, we we did the show. Or you jumped on late, but we were doing the show, and there was nothing on ESPN. Like, it was ESPN Ocho, so they had competitive pogoing on, and I was kind of into it. <laughs> he wasn't kind of. He was, he was really into it. He was really <laughs> into it. like, measure out the highest jumper, or what? Like, what the no, heck? like, it's like, a, it's like freestyle, where they're just, like, going around a track. Freestyle? And they, yeah, like so, a picture, like a so picture like a, a skate park. Do like as many tricks as they want, and they get like a score. Picture, what are we doing a fucking floor routine like it's gymnastics? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you got, a, pogo stick, you got a picture like a skate park, but instead of kids yeah. skating all over the place, they're just pogoing off of shit. Yeah. That sounds insane. I don't know. Part of me wants to watch it, and part of me would probably hate myself for watching it. So I don't oh, know. that's exactly how I felt. I was like, "Is this what my life has come to?" But it was either that or watch the election. And I was like, "I think I'd rather watch Pogo." <laughs> <laughs> well, so- I gotta tell you that Pogoing was made for ESPN Eight, the Ocho Day, right? And then uh, you know, Rocket League is sometimes featured on ESPN. So you never know, man. It was a top ten play a couple years ago. One of those things. Yeah, COVID so. was depressing, man. They had 2K tournaments on and stuff. I was like, oh, God. All Can't right, boys. Before we get to NFL talk and we get to NBA talk and some segments, let's get to an all-new Sneedlers list, right? Right off of Matt's moment, we got a brand-new Sneedlers list. What do you got for us this week? Well, we're talking about video games. It's the perfect segue to me talking more about video games. Um, so... I've been playing MLB The Show all year, and I've been collecting all sorts of shit in Diamond Dynasty, and lately, I made some big moves. I was able to get the 99 Mike Trout by collecting a bunch of shit, and then I got the new 10th bo- inning boss, which is the 99 Ken Griffey fucking junior card, so I'm super excited. And so that got me thinking what my top five favorite position player cards are and my five favorite like pitching cards are um so beginning with pitchers honorable mention goes to the 96 overall tops now garrett crochet card he throws fucking heat every fastball is 102 a lot of fun uh but number five sticking with the white Sox, the 99 tops now giolito card to celebrate his no hitter that card's filthy at number four the 99 uh finest garrett cole uh, they just came out with the finest uh, for stage four of the team affinity. Every team gets a 99 overall, plus there's 20 other, like 97s or above, plus a couple like super rare ones, which are the Garrett Cole, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Denelson Lamette. The 99 Garrett Cole card, absolutely filthy. And number three, the 95 Players League Blake Snell card. Blake Snell, as I've mentioned on the show before, is dirty in MLB The Show. His 95 Players League card just adds to that at number two the 99 signature series kenley jansen it was a ninth inning boss i picked him and so far i've played him in about 50 games haven't let up an earned run have about 40 saves he's filthy he throws five different pitches tons of movement and at number one i packed this the other day just in an mlb the show pack the 99 cy young max scherzer card absolutely filthy yeah i opened it in a fucking pack 
I almost sold it. It was worth like 40,000 points. I was like, fuck, do I sell this card and get the 40,000 or do I just hold on to it because it's Max fucking Scherzer? So I held on to it because it was Max Scherzer. And that card's absolutely filthy. Uh, to the position players, honorable mention goes to the 99 Future Stars Luis Robert card. Uh, that card, absolutely nasty. He's got tons of power against righties. He's fast. He catches everything. Um, but I haven't really played that card too much. At number five, the 99 postseason Randy Arozarena. He's 125 contact, 125 power against fucking right-handed pitching. So he hits absolute tanks. And he's a lot of fun to play with. Number four, the 98 Signature Series Kenny Lofton card. The complete opposite of Randy Rosarena. He doesn't have a lot of power, but he's 125 contact, 99 speed, 99 steal. So he just slapdicks the ball everywhere, steals second, steals third, catches everything in the outfield. Tons of fun. At number three, the 99 MVP Mike Trout card. I just got that uh, the other day. Tons of fun. Hits absolute tanks. First pitch with me playing him. Hits a tank. Such a good time. Tons of power. Tons of speed. And number two, the 99 Prime Ty Cobb card. It was one of the bosses, I think, for the eighth inning. I think he was an eighth inning boss. 125 contact against righties and lefties. Tons of pop. He swings the bat like an idiot, um, but hits tanks. He has 99 speed, 99 steal. He plays center field, so he catches fucking everything. Every fly ball is tracked down. Steals bases. He's tons of fun. But number one, the 99 MVP Ken Griffey Jr. card. So much fun. Again, catches everything. Tons of speed. Tons of power. 125 power against righties. 124 contact against righties. Hits tanks. He's the kid. And he's the 10th inning boss. The only boss there is. Thank God. So now when the 11th inning program comes, I get like 80 free points because I have Ken Griffey Jr. So it's a good time. You know, I can't wait until this whole PlayStation shortage comes to a fucking end because I want the new PlayStation so bad and all my friends are getting the new PlayStation. My father's getting the new PlayStation. I'll be able to get the show again, even though it's going to become cross compatible next year. But I, I really want the new PlayStation 5 so bad. And I don't even know why. I don't have time for video games or anything like that. But it's like, I just want it. I want it so keep bad. keep getting hosed online, bro, and it's pissing me off. I know. Every I've day. i so close. I've and gotten get to the front of the line and then sold out. Yeah, man. I've been on Amazon, and it was there. And then I was trying to get it in my cart, and I'm moving it around, and then it's gone. And it's like, what the fuck? Like... Yeah, I came close a couple times. Same thing happened on PlayStation Direct one time. Yeah. They didn't give me captcha and then they like reset me and then I was at the back of the queue and I never made I had it the in. bundle off of Sam's Club in my cart last night and that took a shit because I'm not a Sam's Club member, so I couldn't do anything. So What? They had them on there last night? Yep, at midnight. They had the bundle. For six hundred bucks you got the two controllers, the year of PSN, uh Spider Man and the system. Well yeah, I would have done that for six hundred easily. Let me tell you. Everybody knows you have to be a Sam's Club member to even look at Sam's Club. So that was a that was a good scene. There's this. I liked. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Diamond Dynasty for uh, for MLB. It's always a good time. But what's not a good time? The Bears. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Um, takeaways from the game last night. Uh, and correct me. You guys can jump in at any time. Uh, takeaways from the game. It doesn't matter who's calling the plays. Nick Foles is garbage. Why, when we're down 13-19, to 19, 
with two minutes and 40 seconds left, do we go for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal and then using the three timeouts to play for another field goal to tie it up? Um, Allen Robinson, they don't even use him correctly. Why is, why is Anthony Miller the one on that fourth down drive that plays designed for Anthony Miller to go out and try and make a spectacular catch when Allen Robinson is your best wide receiver? Doesn't make any sense. Why is Cordell Patterson the leading running back when you call up Lamar Miller, who doesn't even get one single rushing attempt the entire game? Makes not no- true. Not true. Makes- he did have, he did have a few carries. Makes and they threw, and they threw the ball to Lamar Miller. But. Yeah, still, he should have been utilized a lot more. Cordero Patterson is not a running back. Why are we using him as a running back? It hasn't worked all year. It's not going to work last night. Uh, the 104 yard return was awesome, but once you start showboating, I knew it was downhill from there. The game was nowhere near over, and they were already showboating. Um, Roquan Smith looks phenomenal. Looks very good. Akeem Hicks gets hurt. If he misses a lot of time, season's definitely over. We're struggling right now because we're 5-5. Five and five. Season's been over. <laughs> Nick Foles, I'm not upset that he got hurt. I wish I, I wish him the best of health, but I am not he's, upset. Apparently, he's totally fine. Apparently, he's totally fine. He gets fucking stretchered off the field on, the, on a fucking cart. And then today, this morning on Twitter, oh... Like, we thought it was going to be serious, and it's not. So he's just a fucking bitch. Like, he gets, carted, he gets, carted, he gets carted off the field. Akeem Hicks, get, like, walks off the field probably, like, with a half-torn hamstring, apparently, because he didn't finish the game, but he stood there on the sideline. He gets – the motherfucker gets carted off the field. Like, I'm sitting there watching this like, oh, shit. Like, I was kind of – I was the same way as you, Q. I'm like, oh, shit. Cool, he got hurt. Now the Bears can go back to Trubisky. I didn't even realize that motherfucker was hurt too, which hurt. He's hurt. But – because I don't think he's actually hurt. But He got hurt on like, one play. Hurt his shoulder on one running play last week. But – so, but like, so this motherfucker gets hurt, and I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Like, whatever. Then they're then he's not moving, and then they bring the fucking cart out, and I'm like, oh shit, this actually might be bad. Then this fucking morning, Matt Nagy's like, oh, we thought, and then this was funny too. He goes, we thought it was gonna be a hip pointer, but now it's just like a bruise, a butt bruise, because a, a hip pointer is that bad of an injury apparently to get stretchered off the fucking field. That just drove me nuts and now they're still talking about Nick Foles being the starting quarterback after the bye week what more like what else does Nick Foles have to do wrong for Chicago to be like we fucked up and made a horrible mistake and even bringing him to Chicago I've been saying this the whole time that there was no reason to bring this idiot to Chicago and here we are throwing away a season that Trubisky Trubisky was three and oh Trubisky oh my was, God! He was not three and zero. It doesn't he matter. Was two, he was two and getting his ass whooped. All right, let's be real. He was two and getting his ass whooped. Either way, he got saved was, in that game. He was not winning was, that other game. There was no reason. Looking back, there's no reason to bench him when you're not losing. There's no reason. Like, it's not like Foles was a draft prospect. It's not like the Miami Dolphins where you have Tua Tagovailoa, and so you're like, all right, well, we need to throw that that guy in the game. Like for the Chargers, they have Justin Herbert sitting around. It's like. Nick Foles had no reason to get thrown into the starting spot when they were winning. I know they were ugly wins, and I've been the critic of their wins before, but Foles is just so unathletic. He can't fucking move. Like, Joe Flacco has more mobility than 
the Nick Foles does. We just I think, Alec, I think Alex Smith has more mobility than Nick Foles. Alex Smith does. He does. Well, with line injuries, they can't have a statue back there, and that's what they have. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't work <laughs> because Coward stinks. Fucking, um, I can't think of the other guy's name, but two of the five linemen just are bad. Charles I mean, Alex, Leno. Alex Bars is rough. I mean, yeah, Alex Bars is not very good either. And the, the messed up thing is that Spriggs guy came in and he actually looked pretty good, and then he got the COVID, and it's like, damn. And if Foles, and I, if for a quarterback like Foles, I mean, yeah, the offensive line's rough, but if you're going to have a quarterback that's not mobile, throw the ball down the field. All they do is throw screen passes and crossing routes. That's well, I don't think the they court. feel like they have the time, you know what I mean? They don't feel like they have the time to get it downfield, but. I just feel like there's got to be a focus to get the ball to Allen Robinson, period. Like, he's obviously your best offensive player. Get him the ball. And it was like they were doing that early, and they were somewhat successful. Then all of a sudden got away from it, and they got unsuccessful. Like, And the, the line of scrimmage throws, like you said, I don't like that either. They threw a lot of screens at the line. Like, we're not that athletic, <laughs> you know? Run spots to hit a zone and gain 10, 12 yards and – Move it yeah, down the, the Bears. The Bears don't have the kind of athletic players to run screens. Like, do screens work for other teams? And we don't have wide receivers that can block. We got a bunch of skinny yeah. guys that weigh 156 pounds. Right. Like, Are, like, Mooney teams, is skinnier than my little brother. It's like I don't want him blocking for somebody on a fucking screen. Like, yeah, like teams. They teams, just don't even make sense sometimes. Teams can run screen plays when they have giant receivers to block or they have fast. Receivers like the Steelers are the, the ends. I mean, that's the Steelers. Thing. The Steelers are the ideal team for screens because you have Deontay Johnson who's fast, and then Chase Claypool is like six five. So you let him block, and Juju's like six four. Pounds. Yeah, Juju <laughs> and Chase Claypool are giants. So you just have those guys blocking for you, and Deontay Johnson's a quick dude. Boom, there you go. Or the Chiefs, McDonald, Ayo, yeah, blocker too. The Chiefs, obviously, you have Tyreek Hill, you've got uh, Miko Hardman. Like you have those guys that are skill players. And it makes me wonder, like, as much as Tariq Cohen might have gotten overutilized the last couple of years, it makes me wonder the way this offense, quote unquote, runs. If they, if if Tariq Cohen was around, if the offense would look a little bit better, because at least he is kind of a playmaker with how fast he is. My dad said that last night. Is like, man, you kind of miss him in a way because he was the guy who had a little juice, a little. You know, a little oomph, and you just don't have that anymore. You don't have that guy that's fast as shit. Yeah, love him. Break something open. Love him or hate him, I mean, that was Tariq Cohen's job on the team, was here, here's a screen pass, get us five to ten and yards. He could, yeah, he could make them work. Like, he was a guy who made the screen plays going for something. Now you run them, and it's just a disaster. So, here's the question, and it's on everybody's mind. Is it time to blow this thing up and start over? And yes. I, when I say blow it up, I don't mean everybody. When I say blow it up, I mean I think you got to trade Khalil Mack and I think you got to trade Akeem Hicks to try and rebuild that offensive line and get some draft stock. Uh, when you say blow it up, I, I don't I, mean I, that. I'm, I'm honest. I think you. I think you get rid of everybody. Pace is done. I think you get rid of Nagy. Get rid of Trubisky. I think you get rid of everybody and just start over. Yeah, Pace and Nagy is where I would start, and then you kind of work around that as in like, okay, all right, we're going to try to keep our good defense, but we're going to try to build some offensive weapons. But you can't. You can't get any offensive weapons unless you give up an asset. Not unless you you draft better. That's the thing. Ryan Pace is such a fucking idiot when it comes to drafting. Well, their drafts have been bad lately. You can find good offensive linemen anywhere in the draft teams have proven that the bears just cannot draft because ryan pace is an absolute moron 
But the thing is, it's like we don't have time to be wasting with this defense right now. We don't have time. We don't have another three years to develop some linemen and figure out another quarterback situation. If you were well, to trade a piece like Akeem Hicks or like Khalil Mack and build your defense solely around Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith, then you could possibly get some draft stock and maybe get a couple offensive linemen and work your way to become okay on defense and okay on offense. I would almost say I would almost say trade Kyle Fuller because they did draft Jalen Johnson. So it's like you can trade I feel like you could trade Kyle Fuller because corner cornerbacks are pretty replaceable. Without Mack and Hicks, you don't have the same defense. You know, you can't move those guys really in a way and be the same. You would be less. Because it's all about the front seven, really. Like, to stop the run and to be a good defense, that's where you're built, you know. But so, they're also playing. The they're also playing without Eddie Goldman. You still got you, know, you um, still got Eddie Goldman on that line. If you trade Akeem well, Hicks Well, they'll now, be a lot better when he's back. Yeah. Right. Now, Eddie Goldman is no Akeem Hicks by any means. But I could sacrifice Akeem Hicks to get a couple draft uh couple draft picks and possibly you know a wide receiver and then hope that Eddie Goldman can at least be up to a couple steps underneath where Akeem was and still be okay I mean to crap on pace more the problems are guys like Jimmy Graham and Robert Quinn they're stupid ass contracts and they're 32 plus years old and like Robert Quinn's supposed to come in and be the other pass rusher and Nick one sack one sack in eight games I mean what the fuck Nick Foles, Nick Foles is under contract for next year. No matter what, he's getting paid for next year. I mean, I, I still feel like they could cut him and take the dump if they have to, or he could be your backup. But we're still know. paying Mike fucking ugly, Glennon. You know? <laughs> because Trubisky will be out next year. So that's, I mean, but honestly, my opinion is, is by blowing it up is finding a way to get a quarterback. There's about five or six good ones in next year's draft. Just find a way to get one. If you got to trade from sixteen to five, you got to make that happen. If you make the move right now, if you make the move right now and trade Allen Robinson because he's not going to resign, and I don't blame him. You you got to trade him now for the draft pick now. But I mean, if you somehow say, "Hey, we're going to franchise him and move him to you in the offseason," and you get a first round pick, now that could be interesting to double up on first round picks. And now you have two yeah, to move nobody, up. Nobody, nobody, uh, no, nobody's of, gonna, nobody's gonna give that up for Allen Robinson. It's a shame. It's a shame that Bill O'Brien is a little old for a first round pick. It's a shame that Bill O'Brien isn't a GM anymore because that that idiot would make a bunch <laughs> of ridiculous trades. Yeah, he would trade him for a first round pick. I mean, who knows? The, that's the thing is like the Dolphins are gonna have a really nice first round pick because they have the Texans' first round pick and they stink. They're really bad. They're gonna be a, probably a bottom five team and. So the Dolphins are going to be sitting there in that bottom five, and they don't really need a quarterback. I think two was the answer. I think you've seen the last two weeks. This guy can fucking play. So, you know, maybe they're a team that can move back. And you can say, hey, we'll give you a future first and let us slide in there. We shall see. But they definitely they definitely need to just start. They need to get rid of Pace and probably get rid of Nagy because you're not going to get rid of the GM and keep the head coach because they came in together. So I think you should just, you should start with getting rid of those two. The names I'm hearing, though, I'm hearing Pat Fitzgerald wants the job. <laughs> That'd be wild. I thought, though, I thought they offered him, like, I thought Chicago's offered him jobs in the past and he's always turned it down, though. But now you know... With the whole COVID situation and, you know, not really knowing college football and everything, 
I'm hearing he's open to taking that head coaching job in Chicago, and I'd be all for it to see what happens. Um, but before I we, don't know. Bef- he's not that good of a college football coach. I don't know if I'd really trust him running. I football. think you're underestimating what Northwestern has to work with. He does a pretty damn good job for what they have to work with and what they normally are yes. in most sports. I don't they, watch a lot of Northwestern. I don't know a lot about Northwestern besides, you know, Joseph going there and, you know, his success with Coach uh, Pat Fitzgerald and his praise for him. But before we get away from the NFL, boys, I got a couple things we got we to gotta get to. Antonio Brown has been back with the Bucks for two games now, and they're already saying that he could be suspended again. Apparently, he destroyed a security camera and threw a bicycle at a security guard out in Hollywood the day yeah, before. Conor McGregor, McGregor style throwing shit at people. Yeah, the day before he signed with the Bucks. So the NFL is investigating, and this could be really the end for Antonio Brown off the rails. And yeah, it should have been the end. He shouldn't have even. He shouldn't even be in the fucking league right now. <laughs> and last, my father. Got waved to by Tom Brady. He's ride. He was riding his bike with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's friend, and they were riding. I forget what the island's called in Florida or where Tom Brady lives. And they were riding nine miles, and Tom Brady was driving and pulled into his driveway into his house. You know, right before the gate opens, and he goes. And my father looks at him, and Tom Brady gave him one of these, and he called me right away, super excited. He's like, "Dude, Tom Brady just waved to me. Tom Brady just waved to me." And uh, his girlfriend's friend was like, yeah, that guy waved to me, too. He's like, that guy, that guy's Tom Brady. <laughs> so my father's super excited, posted on Facebook. He's like, guys, Tom Brady just waved to me. So now I know, now we know where Tom Brady lives, apparently. Hey, he lives at Derek Jeter's house in Tampa. It, it's not Derek Jeter's. It was A-Rod's. It was A-Rod's house. Mm-hmm. But... um. But yeah, that's that's about all I wanted to get to from the NFL this week. We could talk about the DeAndre Hopkins catch, but I really don't want to get into that because I had the bills for that game. But I do want to get to the NBA before we get to the starting five and get out of here because tomorrow, we're recording this on the Tuesday. This will come out on Thursday, so you guys will be able to hear all of our NBA talk a day after the draft. But draft is upon us. I don't know about you guys. I am super excited to be a Bulls fan I, it nobody knows what the Bulls are going to do with the number four pick. They've been talking to everybody, literally every team. Zach Levine's been talked about. The trading up or trading down has been talked about. They do not know what the Bulls are going to do in the draft. So I want to ask you guys, what are your predi- predictions for the Bulls draft in tomorrow? Can I do like a what I think and what I want? <clears throat> yeah, please. <laughs> Because what I think will be probably a little simple and boring. I think they'll take number four. They'll just take Denny, and and they'll do what they got to do. <laughs> um, Arturis is a foreign guy, and I think he wants to make his staple and his stamp and take a foreign kid. And I actually really like him when I watch his tape. Like he's better, I think, than people would think. You know, like he gets to places. He's a very maneuverable. Even though he's not like super big or super any, I mean, he's not the tallest, he's not the fastest, but it's almost like Luca. He just gets to where he wants to go. He can dunk, he can shoot. I mean, he's a pretty well-rounded player for you know a nineteen-year-old six-eight, six-nine kind of kid. So I could live with Denny. I'm not going to be mad about him, but I know it's probably not what everybody wants to hear. 
Now, what do you want to happen? What I would like to happen is finding a way to okie doke up to number three. I mean, at least if you can get to number three and get Lamelo, I think that's a game changer. Yeah, Lamelo, Lamelo Bull. Yes, I think Lamelo will be at number three. I think it's going to go Edwards and then Wiseman, and he's going to be there at number three. And he's a kid that should be a number one draft pick always. I mean, he's so dynamic and skilled. And, He's six foot seven, and he can shoot, and he can pass. And he's I mean, the it's best. Like Mark, he's the Michael best Carter ball Williams brother. with an actual jump shot in game. Like you know, this dude's scary good. That's he's what very I, comp- I comped him to Michael Carter Williams a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking but about better though, about like yeah. like on steroids, like a guy that can really shoot it and be a like a dynamic passer at the rim, and you know, like actually a driving threat. Like he, he's very very good. So I'm, I'm gonna, gonna play against NBA guys and dominate already. I'm- I'm going to transition to myself here because I've been really excited to mention this, but I saw on, I saw on Twitter, like one of the Bulls fan pages was talking about that the Bulls should trade uh, with these, uh, the Lakers or no Pelicans, whoever has. Yeah, they were going to, they, sh- they were like trade the Pelicans for uh, Lonzo ball and then draft LaMelo ball and have both ball brothers in Chicago. Yeah. I would be, I would be so for that. We got two balls, baby. They said, they said, they said you would trade the 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 fictional trade would be sending Kobe White to the Pelicans to get Lonzo. I don't want to hear that because I just got a Kobe White jersey like last week. <laughs> I would welcome Kobe White getting traded if that meant either moving up in the draft or getting Lonzo. I would glad. Oh, I was trying to move I'm, him in my in my virtual moves. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. glad that we're talking about trades because the rumor right now that I'm hearing is that the Bulls are in talk with the Celtics for Kemba Walker. And the deal <clears throat> the deal would include Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. and a second round pick for Kemba Walker. I like it. I like it. And then the Bull and then the and then the Bull and then the Bulls and then the Bulls could just draft Obi Toppin and he can replace Wendell Carter anyway. So that's what I'm hearing right now. But if you do that, why? I, the only thing I don't like about that is that you're trading for a 32 year old point guard who's going to be making more money than Otto and Wendell combined. So yeah, you got to remember, Otto Porter sucks. So if you can just get rid of him, and Wendell Carter gets hurt all the time, and the Bulls' point guard situation has been terrible for a while. So if you can just get a consistently good point guard like Kemba, I'm not a big Otto Porter Jr. fan. Am or, or yeah. sorry? And I'm not a big fan of him, and then especially Wendell Carter. Like, Wendell Carter is, to me, a very much like a tweener, and he's a defensive guy. And it's like, everybody, I mean, there's guys that can play defense. I need a guy that can score and do things, and I don't want a shorter big next to Laurie, who's like a shooter and not really a big. Like, you know, I want a true center next to him. I don't want a guy that is kind of like a small center. I so have, I'm not in love with Wendell Carter, but I think he has some games. I have been hearing, too, that Zach Levine has been offered to the Dallas Mavericks. I've heard that he's also been offered to Philadelphia and to Washington. Um, For what? <clears throat> that that I do not know. I If I was Arturis, I would do everything in my power to bring Bradley Beal back with Billy Donovan. I would like to see Bradley Beal in Chicago to replace Zach Levine. I would like to see the Bulls move up and take LaMelo Ball. I do think LaMelo is going to be the best player in this draft. Not a lot of people think so, but I'm very high on LaMelo. I've been high on LaMelo for the past three years when I've said he's going to be the best ball brother out of the three of them. But I agree with you. 
<clears throat> I don't think Wendell's strong enough to play the big man down there. Um, Lowry needs some help. He can, he can't be playing big. He's he's built like Kevin Durant in the sense like that he's a fours, shooter. Yeah, you know, um, like two Kobe. I I don't think you guys give Kobe White enough credit because Jim Boylan didn't really know how to use him last year, and he should have been starting over Sadoransky, who's not even that good. Um, I do think you give Kobe White some time to develop, and Kobe White can. Uh, slide into that role and be an everyday starter. I think he can be the guy who can put up 14 and 9 a game. 14 points, 9 assists, and that's all you we really need out of him because we have Zach Levine. We have Lowry. If those guys can score 25 a game, we're going to be looking okay. Um, but I do think LaMelo Ball, if he comes in, and you have Lamelo and Kobe and Sadoransky. I think you got to trade Otto Porter. You got to trade Sadoransky and Levine and get some pieces there. Get some role players. You know they got rid of Shaq Hutchinson, who wasn't good. I do like them extending Denzel Valentine. He was AP Player of the Year at Michigan State one year. I, I think we give him one more year to see what he can do. See if Billy Donovan can develop him into a substantial role. But it's going to be an interesting draft. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, I would like to bring up those moves though because they were a little head scratching by the whole NBA. Like they they didn't accept the offers, qualifying offers on Harrison and um, Chris Dunn, and they felt like guys. I, I didn't like Chris Dunn. Those offers up. I'm not a big Chris Dunn guy either, but they're saying something like his estimated value would be 12, and that was at 7 million. The qualifying offer was only seven, so it was a good a good value. I don't know, um, but but that was they just said around the league it felt kind of head scratching. Like maybe they were making those moves to make a trade, like to have their salary at a certain spot to then make sure the trade made sense, kind of thing. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's get to a couple other things here moving away from the Bulls before we uh, do the starting five and end out the show. Let's talk about OKC. They dish off CP3 and they dish off uh, um, Dennis Schroeder to Dennis Schroeder to uh, the Lakers. CP3, they get a big haul in Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, and two other players and some draft picks. OKC has 17 first round draft picks through 2027. That is absurd. Is Sam Presti the best GM in the NBA? God. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. To have all those draft picks, it's insane. First rounders. Yeah. I crazy. don't know. For me, I don't know. Absolutely I the Paul crazy. George trade was pretty stupid, but that's just my opinion. It was absolutely crazy. Um, <clears throat> So CP3 is on the Suns now. Uh, James Harden, he declined... $50 million a year to become the richest player in NBA history because he wants to go to the Nets. Here's my question. If it didn't work, work out with Russell Westbrook in your second try, what makes you think it's going to work out with an egotistical Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant who has to have the ball in his hands? I don't know, but it makes it makes me hate the NBA. Like, all these super teams are so... like It's not fun to watch these super teams just dominate. Hey, I hope Harden goes there. I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. I think it'd be a fucking circus. Um, I think it'd be hilarious. And I mean, I, I don't know about KD being ball dominant. I mean, he worked really well with that big four team or whatever. And Curry kind of had the ball a lot. He still had it. but He still scored 30 much. a game. That's what I'm saying. He thrived still with a bunch of good players. So I don't think that would scare KD, a guy like him. He could bomb in the corner. 
I don't think it would hurt him as much, but I just wonder, like, how would that all work? And, I mean, Brooklyn's going to have to send DeAndre Jordan to make that trade work, so are they going to do that? How is that all going to go? I think it would be very interesting to see it happen and just kind of see how those three would work together. But, and you know, I, I get what Snead's saying. You know what? Guys just send themselves wherever they want to go. And last but not least, I want to get to the Russell Westbrook rumors. Right now, I'm hearing that they're in talks with Washington to basically do a John Wall swap with Russell Westbrook. That would be horrible for everybody involved. <laughs> I, why, if you're, why, if you're Russell Westbrook in God's green earth, would you want to go play for the Wizards? And why on God's green earth would you want to take on John Wall's horrible contract with him not playing for basically three years because of injuries. Because the Rockets are trying to tank now to basically rebuild their team, and Russell Westbrook wants to be yeah, put in a position like he was in OKC where he's the floor general and has the ball in his hands all the time. That doesn't work in the NBA, though. Like tank, Tanking does not well, – like tanking barely works in any sport, but like especially basketball, like that does not – like the closest we've seen is the Sixers, and even they haven't done anything that impressive for all the years that they were terrible. All right, boys, NBA draft is tomorrow. I'm excited. We got to the Bears. We got to the Bulls. We got to the Sox and the Cubs. Now it's time to talk about food in our bellies. It is the starting five restaurant franchises to have at your Thanksgiving. You, You get your restaurant's menu for your guests. You get five of your restaurants. They could be fast food. They could be regular. It's just food chains. Starting five food chains for your Thanksgiving feast. We're all back together for the first time. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 5,000. Matt, you've been very quiet. I'm going to let you choose first. I've been very quiet because you're all talking about NFL for the past 30 minutes. But I'm going to go ahead and pick 2,501. Jeremy? 1,000. Vance? 2,502. The number was 4,999. Suck it, Matt! Suck it. Vance, where do you want to go? Been watching, someone's been watching Prices Right. Fuck you, Vance. <laughs> Vance, where do you want to go? I'll go numero uno on this one. Okay. <laughs> we had a special appearance by Vance's son there. Yeah, uh, we got a guest on the show. Want to talk to him? Get your interview in. So, so Vance, he has number one. I will go number two. Matt will go number three. He was closest, and Jeremy will round it out at number four. Vance, number one. The draft room is open. Starting five food franchises for Thanksgiving. The draft is now open. Vance, you're on the clock. Get this man a studio. <laughs> All right. Um, for mine, I'm just going to take McDonald's. I know it sounds stupid, but there's so many good things, man, in the fries. And, I mean, I don't know. It's supposed to be Thanksgiving-y, but I just – I love McDonald's, man. Okay. I mean, hey, man, that's what Trump so. does to the uh, national champions. So, I mean, if it's good enough <laughs> for them, it's good enough for you. Okay. For my first pick, I'm going to go with Buca de Beppo. The hoodie de body? Buca de Beppo. That's my You're first bougie. pick. I've been there once. You're bougie. So fire. All right. Matt, number three. Is this a chain? Yes. There's there's maybe like 20 of them in the U.S. Okay. Oh, I guess that counts. Matt. Do you have the Tower of Lasagna? 
No, I didn't have the tower of lasagna. Oh, dude, it's huge. It's crazy. <laughs> Matt, you're up. Got to go with the Fazoli's game. Okay. Man. Okay. Fazoli's. Fazoli's. We're it. sticking with the Italian. Jeremy, you got back to back picks. All right. We're going with. Oh, wait, I, had, I had this one. Uh, Olive Garden for the unlimited soup and salad and breadsticks. Okay. And then. And then just to spite Matt, I'm going to pick Red Robin. Ooh, yum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Need. Matt. You, you better hope I don't find out where you sleep. I'm joking. Matt, your second pick. Second pick, god damn. That was such a good pick, dude. That was my number two. I know. <laughs> Jesus. I know I'm gonna be a dick until you pick anyway. <laughs> Alright, well, let's just go with let's go with Chick-fil-A. Okay, Chick-fil-A for so your that, second pick. That chicken sandwich is bomb. I've never seen uh the pop uh, uh I've never seen the Popeyes one, so can't speak for that one. Pop Popeyes chicken sandwich? I've okay. not spoken for Thumbs up. Okay. Thumbs up. For my second pick, I'm gonna go with Baker Square. Right? I fuck with some Baker Square. Vance, Didn't you got back to back. Down? Is that even a thing anymore? Yeah, yeah there's yeah, one yeah. off 75th. They got out of business. There's uh, one off 75th. You got back to back picks. Boston Market uh, and, uh, and Popeyes. I the, mean, you said it's the same. I love that sandwich, man. Let's go for it. Okay. They don't have to be fast food, just so you know, Vance. They could be anything. Hey, Boston Market is like sit down. I think I, I, I think I think Boston Market. I think Boston Market's better than KFC. I think Boston Market's better. It is. It's so good. Um, okay, for my third pick, I am going to go with. I'm gonna go with Balboa's. Balboa's cheesesteaks, so fire, so good. That's my third pick. I'm from St. Louis area. Is that a chain? Yeah, I believe it's chain. <laughs> These places I've never heard of, man. See, Sneed over here, he's like, what? I've only ever heard of Balboa's the one time that Quentin and I went drinking in Palatine. That was it. <laughs> How many locations is it? Is it at least two? Is that, all that, two count, is that all that counts for a chain? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> if it's more than one, that's a chain. All right, cool. Well... Ah oh, man. Uh I gotta I don't wanna say it. I'm say going it. to refu- I'm gonna refuse to say it. Just say it. I'll pick something else. How about mod pizza? I've never had it. It's good. Mod pizza is good shit. Okay. Like you're I'll take your word. Overpaying, I'll take your word for it. Shit. Jeremy, you got back-to-back picks. I'll take Portillo's. Ah, okay. Okay. Should have still been on. Or sad it was still on the board. Uh, we'll take Portillo's and uh, we'll take um, a little off the cuff here. We'll take Baskin Robbins. You need something for dessert. So okay. Bring the, bring the bring the thirty-one flavors over for the fam. You know? What the heck? No way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't even believe you said that. Baskin Robbins, no way. <laughs> Matt, if you're, your fourth if you're pick. To, if you're trying to bring, if you if you got family over, bring thirty-one flavors. <laughs> My fourth pick, Ponderosa Steakhouse. I don't think I've ever had it. Ponderosa. 
There are some still in existence. Maureen so Ponderosa. Get... Ponderosa. The notes. You thinking of it's always sunny, Quinn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Like the, the dead tooth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. For I've my... been to one before. They're cool. For my fourth pick, I'm going to go with Outback Steakhouse. Now, Vance, your last two picks. Those are some fire choices, man. You guys rifled them off. Um, all right, I want to go with, um, for my last two. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to chill out. Um, but no. Um, now you got me thinking of sit-down places. My bad. But I would, you know what? This might sound crazy. Oh, but I can't do that if I already have McDonald's. Damn. Um, I'm going to do Taco Bell. I know that sounds crazy, but let's get a little Mexican mix in there. Okay. And your last I pick? Like Mexican food. And then um, my last pick, I'm going to go with, um, let's go with the... Uh, Cold Stone, Cold Stone Creamery. I'm like, what's the ice cream place? Okay. Trying to take a page out of Sneed's book. Okay. Cold Stone. Look at him, man. He's so <laughs> mad. That was my five. <laughs> okay. For my round steel right there. I love it. For my last pick, I'm going to go with. Ooh, this is a tough one. You guys all went desserts, but I had Baker Square and they had all their pies. But if I had to go with the dessert place too. I'm going to go with Andy's Frozen Custard. I don't have a dessert place, but it, we don't really need it because Fazoli's has the uh, cheesecake there. I won't say any brands because that might be somebody else's pick. I'm not going to pick that. So for my fifth pick, I will have to say something in the neighborhood of Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings is the shit. Give me my honey barbecue boneless wings please okay. make sure it's a thursday so i can get double okay uh jeremy and oh, wait it uh, is a thursday it's thanksgiving god damn it jeremy end out the starting five uh so you need some drinks uh i'm gonna go with McAllister's, so you can get some fire sweet teas sweet tea from McAllister's is the shit yeah. right before <laughs> a saluki home game never had McAllister's either matt get us out of here this was a first time we've all been together for a long time. Great show. Thanks for listening, guys. We had Bears, Bulls, Cubs, Sox. Matt, get us out of here. All right. This was Section 312. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Section 312 Show. And we are an affiliate of Midwest Sports Network, MWSN Sports, is where you can find them on Twitter and Instagram and uh, did I miss anything no oh, so there you go and that was this week's episode of section 312 tune in next week as we recap uh, the Bulls draft we talk about NFL week 11 no Bears they're on a bye week we'll probably get some clarifications on the future of the Bears but until next week this is section 312 